How's it going, everybody? And welcome to Attack of the 50-Foot Podcast, where we go over all kinds of movies, mostly in their terrible forms. I am one of your hosts, Cameron Alexander, and I am joined by... Allie Beardsley. And Robbie Heitzman. Hi. And we are very excited to do this very first episode, go over a bad movie that we actually just watched. Um, We watched another film in preparation, and we decided to kind of wait on it. Uh, Both kind of involved bears. This one involved like a planet of bears, though, right? Was it really a planet of bears? Yeah. Or was it just a planet with bears? It's a planet that seemed to only have bears. That's fair. There was, I mean, no other food sources. Well, I mean, like, we'll get into that, but there were, there were, there had to have been some other kind of animals because the sounds. Yeah. Right? Unless these bears are just mimicking those sounds. (laughs) We'll get into that. That's that's like a whole other thing. Uh, If you're, so for this, for this show, what we kind of want to do is we want to take bad movies and we want to go over them, go over their flaws. There are many, many flaws oftentimes. uh, And kind of what makes us love them in a lot of ways. Right. It's so bad, it's good. The famous saying. Yeah. That's our goal, is to wade through all of the movies that are just plain bad to find those little gems that you don't already know about. Yeah. Perfect. And that goes along with this first film, which was a film called Savage Planet, right? Yep. Should have been called Planet Oxygen, though. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's what the planet was called. Right. Oxygen Planet. Yep. So, so get us, so Robbie, get us into like the, the overall kind of story of this, right? Well, we begin, apparently, in the year 2068. And we can only figure that by doing math. It's unconfirmed. It's that's, unconfirmed. It's not confirmed. Where we open on uh, the group of people walking through the woods... And some terrible things happen. We'll get into that in depth because it's hilarious. But essentially, the overarching plot is a bunch of scientists and security officers and a lawyer for no reason go to a planet 200,000 light years away in an attempt to find a plant that produces so much oxygen that it will reverse global warming? Question mark? Yes. <laughs> Even though supposedly well, they had done like multiple tests or whatever, right? Global warming and apparently nuclear warfare. Yeah. Nuclear there, there's fallout. nuclear warfare, the kind of nuclear warfare where you only need to wear a gas mask outside, but other than that, you're good. <laughs> you can still button down your shirt a little bit. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, so, like you said, this movie starts off, it starts off very, very shaky, very over the top. It's like these people just kind of walking through the woods. It doesn't seem like... If you don't have all this shakiness and static and, like, weird division of frames, like, you you just have people going through the woods. Yep. There's not much more going on. Slashing with their plastic knives. <laughs> They're very high-quality props. Yeah. And, you know, the, the fantastic sound quality that is resonating throughout this entire film. Uh, yeah. And the camera is either 20 feet away or 6 inches away. <laughs> In a matter of one frame, too. Yes. That's... <laughs> Cutting back and forth. Yes. So we just open on having no information given to us yet. Uh, a group of people walking through the woods, uh, clearing the way with machetes, when uh, one woman isn't looking where she's macheting and <laughs> chops off another guy's arm. 
<laughs> it was just an accident, apparently. This is how the movie starts. It's very gory and very badly gory. Yes, yeah. horribly gory. It's like a plastic hand falls into a pit. He simultaneously steps on a pothole, which opens up into a cavern. Yep. Uh, falls down. His hand lands, or arm stub. His, his stub <laughs> lands in a viscous green material, at which point, uh, magically, a uh, mask appears over where his arm would be, <laughs> and you start to see little veins grow, and oh, it regrew his limb, and that's, that's really wow. amazing. And for those who don't know what we're talking about with a mask, uh, a lot of times when you're doing special effects in film, you've got like these little masks that go over... Uh, your image so it's it's like well it's this little object that goes over like transparent over your image that you can track objects so you can track the hand when he's moving it and you can have it rebuild and stuff like that however there's a very clear like translucent edge around his hand you're not supposed to be able to see that it is supposed to be completely transparent yeah it should be it looks really weird. That sets the tone for the entire movie it does and his hand and like so his hand grows back and then it's just and then it's just bare there's just a bear. Yes. <laughs> the first of many sudden bear, like... Ninja bears. Yes. They are so sneaky. Later we will learn that they are apparently 900 kilograms, which is, I, I don't know, like close to 2,000 pounds. It's really big. And suddenly, without anybody noticing it, is also in the underground cavern that this guy fall, fell into. And then smash cut to Savage Planet. <laughs> which, which is not as exciting as it sounds. I mean, no. It's actually just a long shot of Earth. Yes. It's like this Maybe. CGI Earth like fl- slowly spinning. It right? honestly doesn't even look like Earth. And it's got like a clear outline. It looks like somebody like cut out and pasted it onto like a black board. Yes. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then and they have like their, their what do we call it? The font. Yes. Oh, yeah, just like the, <laughs> the most f- standard font. Yeah. yeah. It's just a, a sans serif, boring, plain. Like, it's what you would put on a label maker. <laughs> <laughs> Here's all of the cast. Yeah. It's as boring as I sound. <laughs> yeah. By the way, everybody, 2006 this movie came out. Yeah. 2006. <laughs> That's a very good point. Because it looks like it's shot, like, for a TV movie in, like, mid-90s. It does not look... No. Like we're moving into the next decade oh, at it all. It looks horrible. Yeah. The only like newfangled thing they're doing is that horrible split screen that everybody was kind of obsessed with in the early 2000s. But it's like not if even you... a good split screen. <laughs> oh, no, it's not. And it's like the, the, the different screens like start from the other corner and move very slowly across to the place. But then the third one doesn't. Did you notice that? No. So the first two, it splits into three sections. So the first two are really small, and they're stacked on top of each other. And then the third one is just like the right half of the screen. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of like, boop, it just pops up. Yep. After the first two, like, slowly drifted up there. <laughs> and then that one's like, and third screen. <laughs> Ooh, we're taking too long, and we're not going to go back and fix it, so here you go. So and that it did ha- that twice. And that happens later in the film, right? 
And what we have, we, we have like a whole litany of weirdness that happens before that. A lot of PowerPoint presentations, business lectures. That's basically what all this feels like. Because yep. we go into the planet and remember we talked about Earth and it's got like, we've got like the atmosphere covering it or whatever really poorly. And then they like, they ink like this brown goo atmosphere Just over the top of it. And then we go into like bad CGI, like Judge Dredd type of city. Right, yes. like oh, yeah, that's like what that's futuristic. from. I was looking at uh, like where have I seen? Yeah, this? and it's all black and white for some reason. Yep, and that's Except for some red. Oh no, there's Except for some red. There's like there's like the there's like three buses that are the only moving things in this. Shot, yeah, and they're all like bright orange. It's, yeah, it's really odd. It's and then uh, we get into our main character, which is definitely not Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Even yes. though he dresses exactly the same. Exactly the same. Does the same stuff. Has the same hair. Yeah. It's also, it's uh, for those of you who are a fan, I guess, it's Sean Patrick Flannery from yeah. the Boondock Saints. Yeah. And I'm assuming other things, but... Pff, Nothing notable other no. than Boondock Saints, basically. <laughs> and Savage Planet. And Savage, Savage Planet. Planet. We're introduced to him with his shirt off. With the weirdest looking wound across his chest. Is it a wound or is it a scar? It it looks fresh. It, it looks like an intestine draped over his shoulder. Yes. It doesn't yeah. look... It looks like they took one of those casings it that does. they put sausages in oh. and just sort of like like glued it to him. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure I really hope like the art director finds this and starts listening and they're just like, that's exactly what we did. Oh, wow. <laughs> These guys are spot on. Makeup department on point. <laughs> I will say in this one scene, and only this one scene, the lighting is pretty solid. It's one of the it's one of the moments in this film where they may have accidentally gotten something correct. Well, it's one of like three indoor scenes. Yes. Also, Everything also is true. shot outdoors. It's cheaper to shoot outdoors. It you is. don't need a permit to shoot outdoors. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, in theory. Uh, yeah, it's so... We open up on him. Really don't know why, though. We don't learn no. anything about him. Nope. He gets called in, and he's like... I was on vacation. Yeah, he's like, you forget. Two days from retirement. <laughs> and then, of course. And then the guy on the phone just goes, no, you're not. No, he says, <laughs> no, 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 no. He goes... I was on vacation. And the guy goes, canceled. Canceled. Yep. And then uh, and then we get this nice shot where it's like, it's on the back of the guy's head. You don't see who it is. I still don't exactly know who that was. And then it just pans over to show you some aircraft, which really sets the tone for absolutely goddamn nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really nothing at all. And not only that, but then we eventually, so we move into the main scientist building where we get all these PowerPoint lectures and shit like that. And... Then what the they the way they enter this is what we brought up in the intro here is they enter with gas masks on, but with open button shirts and their and sleeves like rolled up, exposed, yeah. and we're talking like Some nuclear jeans. radiation and an atmosphere you can't breathe in, and they've just got like these really flimsy gas masks on their head. Yeah, like, I don't know where they got these things, but those were like not real gas masks. No. It's like they built them like the out of like a of... sock on their head and yeah. like. The back of it seems like a shopping bag. Yeah. yeah. Like they just tied it on. It should be noted that they don't appear anywhere else in the film either. Oh, yeah. Nope. This is a one one and done. That's it. It's They walk in. He's got his he's got his shirt unbuttoned just enough to be the action hero. And then he takes off the mask and he approaches like the front counter and then shown where to go. Like it's yep. not any more interesting than that. No. This scene is – this this collection of scenes is full of things that like – what are we doing? Why are we being shown this? We're not learning anything except for like a, a 30 second span during the board meeting in which we learn 
too many things. We learn that this is called Project Ark, but no, it's called Project Oxygen. Yes. And you might think all those other projects are bad, but Project Ark is good. And by the way, we're going to switch between spelling it with a C or a K. <laughs> the two different kind of arcs. Well, you can't you can't just hire one guy to do all of like the like all of our titles on screen, right? You've got to have two. Who don't want, who are spelling it differently. <laughs> what you're missing here is actually as they walked into this conference, um, they definitely bring up, they're like, here's where we introduce our token blonde female and our token brunette female uh, that are wearing a token pantsuit with a very low cut and are looking confused because what else do women do in yep. board meetings? Yeah, no, they're both doctors. But, like, in that very vague sense that, like, doctor can encompass anything. Oh, oh my god. And we forgot about the third needless woman, the redhead. There's a blonde, a brunette, and a redhead. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's a token yeah. of each. Discount ScarJo. Yes. Like Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. A hundred percent. With these, this, like, horrible feathered haircut. It, it looks they like, if, if you ever seen the, the main character from Perfect Dark Zero, the game, like... Oh yes, it's got the same. Yeah. the same haircut. It's like this like weirdly edged red hair. Yeah, and yeah. it makes her face look about like thirty inches wider than it needs yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, one thing we did forget to bring up, and I just really think this is important to bring up, is when he answers his phone, his phone in his apartment to come to this meeting. It's a flip phone. Yes. <laughs> and we the are... other guy's also on a flip phone. <laughs> we it's are an official flip in phone in the future, guys. <laughs> Okay. It's almost 2070. Let's get our shit together. Like, I mean, we're talking about, like, CGI flying vehicle future. And he's got a flip phone. It just, it adds to the, this is not real. None of this is, like, it takes you out of the movie so fast. <laughs> as if other things already didn't. It's a futuristic flip phone. Um, and that also, though, the reason why I bring this up, because that also goes with the fact that he does, eventually, we see his antique gun. So... Yes. The so antique gun Maybe flex. this guy just likes antique technology. Could be. But everybody was using flip phones. Everybody was using flip phones. <laughs> except for, like, everything was exactly of the time, except for the cameras, which were, like, oh, yeah. flashlights. They looked like On microphones, but they had cut off, yeah. like, the actual recording yes, like part they, of the they, they took off, like, the windsock and the yeah. actual audio receptor part of it. And they're just pointing the open-faced battery at the person. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, a lot of their scientific equipment was also... It just kind of looked like flip phones. They had put silver casing around. You know, some of the monitors that she had were just, like, flip open. She's, like, looking at nothing. Yep. <laughs> Oh, this movie is rotten with people staring at screens that I don't think was there was anything on it when they were filming. They don't know. There's a woman who is watching a video and just like typing as if that's doing something. <laughs> yeah. So wow. one of the main was she like a biologist? We'll call her a biologist. I yeah, think that's what she right. was. We'll call her a biologist because I don't remember her name. No. Uh, so the blonde hair chick she is a biologist and blonde. she's just she's re-watching this footage that they gave her from a previous excursion even though they're being told that there were no previous excursions that's a whole nother oh thing oh my god I forgot about that's that they literally show thing. her the footage and they're like they don't need to know why they're here right 
But she does? She has the yes. footage. And she's like, I'm trying to go over the footage, but there's this weird glitch where it just like cuts between like time codes. And she's just like typing away as this is just playing on yeah. a loop. And like there's nothing else on the screen. No, it's just the video. <laughs> and like what I love in sci-fi movies, when there's like a random graph next to it that's not charting anything. Yeah. It's just sort of like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Something's happening. Oh my gosh. Sci-fi <laughs> Yes. So essentially what happens is this group of ragtag, basically suicide squad, right? That's essentially what they are going yeah. to become. It's like a Rogue One situation. Yep. Uh, we get entirely too many people. We've got lawyer, token blonde, redhead journalist, not 50 cent, uh, Nathan Drake, our hero, uh, Mr. Face Tattoo, Dr. Damsel the Brunette, We'll yes. get into why she's Dr. Damsel. <laughs> um, a very serious man with frosted tips who uses the word ishy, which what? I needed to look up. And uh, thanks to Urban Dictionary circa 2005, I now know that it is a really dated slang term, which means kind of meh. Really? I yes. didn't even catch that. Yeah. I was like, what the oh heck is God. this? I feel like this is something I heard dumber kids say in high school. Ishy. That does sound like that really familiar. sounds like familiar in yeah. a weird way. Yep. Because it really it's does. from like 15 years ago. Way to horribly date your movie. Yeah. No God. kidding. I mean, again, though, it's, it takes place in the future. Maybe, maybe that old It all comes, comes back, back around. It's just... History repeats itself. Yeah, she is the thing again. Yep. Right. Flip phones back oh and forth. We're gonna start saying it in every episode. So all of these people and that guy who's the Neil Brain knockoff, the guy running the whole thing. Oh, yes. Right. He is putting them all together to go to this planet to see whether or not there is a plant there that can save the world as it stands right now, because Earth is slowly dying due to the radiation and due to. <laughs> Every, I mean, a lot of things. And apparently like, yeah. extra oxygen is going to save it. Well, so what they're hoping is extra oxy- oxygen is going to like heal the whole planet. But secretly, remember, we've got the green Nickelodeon goop. Well, yeah, that's, that's like the secret <laughs> side mission or whatever. But. If you've ever seen the slime on Nickelodeon, how like they slime people at like the Teen Choice Awards and stuff like that. Yep. Just take that, put it in a hole in a cave bubbling and you have the goop that we're talking about. Yep. It's the same thing. And the cave itself is also out of a Nickelodeon show. Oh, yes. They definitely raided a bunch of unused props. Yes. Had to be. They like, did. I would suggest that Nickelodeon go and check their lots <laughs> just to make sure that nothing has been stolen. Maybe this was a Nick movie. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's sci-fi in co-production with Nickelodeon. <laughs> and it's just the goriest thing Oh, God. The reason why we brought up Nickelodeon is because at one point we're watching the movie, and there's a lot of rocks, and there's a lot of caves in this, That a lot of the same caves. They're definitely shot from different angles. Same caves. Uh, and the rocks look very fake. Have you ever seen uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple on Nickelodeon? It's It looks just like the sets that kids used to run through on that. Fake rocks. It's so bad. It's... It's really bad. Uh, so this so this ragtag team is put together, and they're all told, for some reason, they are required to go to this planet. There's, there's no choice here. They're, they're, they're getting paid, but they're still required to go do it. And it just it doesn't really make a lot of sense why like some of them are like, I don't really want to do this, but they don't just back out of it. Oh, my God. One of my favorite things about this before they like right before they went, they're talking about like what's going to be on this planet. Right. And they go, you know, it's just going to be like a bunch of regular mammals. I 
think the scariest thing we're going to see are a bunch of rabbits. Yeah, they say nothing dangerous specifically. <laughs> okay, but like rabbits on an alien planet. Like they're just like, yeah, it's just the same stuff. Don't worry <laughs> about really it. really dismissive. One, if I went to an alien planet and found rabbits, that's world-ending knowledge. Right? They're, like there's genomes on what? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I was like, oh, rabbits, whatever. Well, and they're Hello? They, they're like this this planet is like essentially like ninety percent like Earth. Like it's basically the exact same planet. They said ninety nine point nine percent Earth. Ninety nine percent like but so and then they say there's nothing dangerous on the planet. So I guess that point one is like everything like like that point nine what is he, everything what said, dangerous. What he said was Scans don't show anything dangerous. Which, yeah. I don't know what, what scans they're mean? doing, but clearly it didn't work. Yeah. And God. specifically, the three things they say when they're like, yeah, it's just like Earth. Size, gravity, magnetic field. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> That's it? <laughs> rocks, leaves, soil, rocks, leaves. <laughs> So once they're put together, they are shown a teleporter, right? So we'll move into the teleporter sequence because it's got to be one of my favorites. Oh, it's also yes. like the longest 15 minutes in the film, yes, I swear yes. to God. Uh, so there's a teleporter. You you mentioned like what? It looks like headphones, basically. Yeah, it right? looks like those headphones that you wear like on a neckband. If you just sort of like propped them upright so they made horns. And they just stand between them. And then somebody messes around on After Effects for a minute with just, like, these glowing <laughs> bubbles. And then, voila! They're gone. And they don't send a security guy through first. They send the, like, technician who uses this stuff. Yeah, he's the one who made the phone call to... Uh, he's the to, guy who made the phone call. Yeah, to whatever his face is. What are we calling Nathan Drake. We're Nathan Drake. We'll call him Nathan Drake. Uh, to knock off Nathan Drake. Uh, he's the one who makes that phone call early on. Because he's like, I just remembered him because I was looking at like his stupid earring and his turtleneck originally, and then he's like back in the shot, and I'm like, that's definitely the same guy. His hair color changes though. Yeah, that's I don't know when. I can't say I remember he when. He goes from his being like color. ginger to blonde to brunette. It's yeah, it's something a weird about his, the right fluctuation. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, he gets sent through first, and one of the big things here is you have to carry this this very clear disc. That it's has your disc. DNA on it, dude. I didn't. I didn't even catch that it had their DNA on it until like the very end when it kind of like pops up again. Yep. Yeah, and they're like these fragile discs, and you have to carry them around with you. Because if you don't have it, you might get. I don't. I don't. They don't like stranded. And I don't. Like, but they they make a huge deal out of it, and it's never a problem. No, like never. they have a lot of other problems. That is not one. Yeah, of it's them. a plant with no payoff. Yes, it's like they wrote that in there, and then they got drunk and forgot about it halfway right. through the script. Like that's that seems plausible. <laughs> we should that say way. that the writers of this have also made like notable films like Sharktopus and Joyride Three. So. And Joyride Four and Joyride Five and Wrong Turn Four and Wrong Turn Five. They're not the best. No. At what they do. No. Can but I bring up? They're doing it. When they okay, so when the first guy, the technician or whatever he is, he gets there, he starts like building it. Yes. Is that what he's doing? Yeah. He like moves a bunch of stuff on there. It looks like it looks like a bunch of plastic pieces that he's just kind of like stacking awkwardly on top of each yeah. other. Like and this they don't used to be a connect. Tesla coil. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just like stacking this shit up, and it's like taking forever. Yes. He just like slowly putting it together and like turning switches that aren't actually connected. And it's like, what is he doing? 
Yep, and then people start coming through one yeah. by one, one slowly, by one, until we get to ooh, my favorite character who we haven't mentioned yet, Mister Totally Real Face Tattoo, because this guy <laughs> has a totally real face tattoo all the way down the side of his it face. It puts Mike Tyson's to shame. Yep, it's from like temple to clavicle. It's huge. <laughs> And it's just like solid black. Yes. It just looks like somebody painted it on. It his looks face. like somebody sharpied his skin. Yes. <laughs> so he comes through. Kind of. Somebody else take this. I'm not gonna be able to do it. <laughs> okay. Well, these two idiots are giggling too much. <laughs> so he's like their security guard, right? And he starts coming through the portal, but all of a sudden he's just like covered in blood, and like. Wobbling, and like lightning, and well, like and all this stuff is happening. <laughs> and apparently, his bones didn't make it through with him. So he's <laughs> he collapses from the port and like two feet away from where he was standing, which I still think is interesting. Like off and his leg ball. is like thrown over his shoulder, yes. and his arms are back. Like his arms are behind him. He like went full marionette from a standing <laughs> position. It's like somebody threw him. Yeah, and apparently they're like, oh my god, his bones didn't make it. But he still has a skull and teeth. Yeah, he still has a skull yeah. and teeth. So somewhere out there, and this is a, a, a thing that we kept repeatedly asking ourselves throughout the movie. Where are, where the, are bones? the bones? <laughs> where are those and, bones? And it is a plot point that some of the packages got sent to the wrong location, so they tried to teleport oh. them to the platform, and they got sent to a different place. Oh yeah, my they god, got yeah. sent to the other platform, which why? But, but the DNA... Only goes through, like, there's a specific reason for the DNA, and so it goes through to the correct platform, right? Mm -hmm. So what's the point of your DNA if your bones can just go somewhere else? (laughs) I still think his bones are on the original platform back where he started. Just just a headless skeleton. Just a pile of bones. That was that was the first best part. He just, it just, you watch this man who's supposed to be their security guard, which again, there's like ten of them. And they're sending one guy for real security out there, right? And then he just becomes man soup. And yep. then... Of course. And, and, and we for, oh, we forgot to mention the damsel in distress. Yes. <laughs> Dr. Damsel, why I called her that, is because she... St- like, everyone comes to the transporter and they're like, whoa, this is weird. And she steps out and immediately face plants. <laughs> and then she's like, ah! And, like, another one of the men, of course, comes over and, like, picks her up and is like, are you okay? Oh, yeah. The creepiest guy who we will get to more. He's trying to get laid on this alien planet too hard. Priorities, guy. I feel like they all are. I feel like all the women are just on this planet to get hit on. Yep. There's a lot of fuck me eyes in this. Oh, my God. Even some of the guys, I feel like, are giving it to each other every now and then. And it has nothing to do with the plot. No, but it really doesn't. There's no sex in this movie. That nope. should be said you know what? outright. That is actually surprising. There's yeah. no sex. For There's a no bad nudity. horror movie, everyone keeps their clothes on the whole time. Yep. For a bad sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. Not even any, like, just a lady in her underwear for no reason. Like, even... I don't know. It was refreshing in a way. <laughs> It was kind of like like the only few shots are like there are a few shots where they're I feel like they're trying to go that direction a little bit. Oh yeah, you can but they kind of see down blood doctor's shirt. Yeah, they they hold on a few of those shots, but it's nothing it's nothing super provocative or anything like that. No. That was Dr. Damsel, right? Yep. She trips out. We then find out that none of their guns appeared 
at, at this portal. They don't know at the time where their guns are. They just know their guns are gone. Well, none of the new guns. Right, none of the new guns. Because none of the ones with batteries, as he yes. says earlier in the film. Batteries. And a futuristic gun. This other guy who was sent... I'm still confused as to why he's sent. He's neither a scientist nor is he hired for security because security becomes man soup, marionette. So yep. I don't know why this other guy is here other than to be the part that Thomas Jane should have played. And we're talking about the Nathan Drake guy, right? Yes, yeah. He, so Nathan Drake's job is, like, he heads up security, but man soup marionette, uh, <laughs> which I'm very happy with. <laughs> uh, man soup marionette was... Uh, evil Neil Breen's, like, direct bodyguard. Yeah. So yeah. he was the one who we could, like, kill off without killing off any of the important security guys first. So we've got one guy down. All he did was, like, angrily glare at some people a couple times, and that's, like, the only part that he got. Yeah, exactly. Someone's <laughs> like, what is this, your hairdresser? And he's like, no! <laughs> that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. And yeah. then he becomes well, Marionette Mansu. So, well, and because he becomes uh, Mansu Marionette, oh, right? Oh, sorry. Uh, I got it backwards. <laughs> Marionette man soup, soup man marionette. You can say it really anyway, and it yes, still works. It's, it's, it's <laughs> floppy portal guy. Floppy portal guy. Uh, oh, he didn't have one of the CD-ROMs. He had a floppy drive. Yes. He did it incorrectly. <laughs> Those came back around too. So, so this guy takes over, right? Nathan Drake is like, hey, I'm like Thomas Jane. I'm going to be the top action hero now. Yep. So he takes over. He gets into an argument with the security guy about the fact they don't have their battery guns. They just have older guns. And he's like, I told you guys. Like It's like that whole like manly argument, right? They are giving each other the fuck me eyes. Oh, absolutely. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, no. They're, they're right now is the like where they're trying to figure out who's the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and like Nathan Drake is gunning for that spot hard. <laughs> it's the hair. Yes, it, it is. It never loses its shape. Oh, it never loses its shape. <laughs> the Perfectly gelled in the into hair. a faux hawk. Thank God he brought that gel with him. Oh, yes. I mean, you need it. Because we he his hair remains the same. They're on that planet for several days. Yes. Several days. Yep. But after so they then they decide that they're just gonna start going towards whatever the hell it is they're going towards. I don't know in the beginning of the film. They're just kind of so, wandering, right? Yeah, at, at like once uh once Mansoup Marionette dies, uh, Nathan Drake is essentially like, you know what? I'm calling it. I'm using my authority to abort the mission. And then evil Neil Breen, who I don't think we actually said he's like the CEO of the company. Right. Who he owns all of this stuff is like, no, we're not going to do that. I don't trust you. And they have a fight and uh, evil Neil Breen leaves and then says, goes over to the reporter girl, the redhead. She's talking to... <laughs> The redhead, and for no reason, the lawyer is also there. Our overweight oh, lawyer yeah. friend who has not come up yet, but trust me, he will. He doesn't really need Not this. in terms of the plot. <laughs> so he's having a conversation with the uh, journalist and is like, look, I will give you a lot of money and like a percentage of the earnings of this mission if you go and turn off the beacon. We don't really know why at this point. I think it's to... To turn off the beacon for the other teleporters so that they can't get in. Yeah. So that they can't teleport back to Earth because the guy wants to cancel the mission. Now, we did forget to bring up the reason why he wants to cancel the mission, though. More than just Mansuit Marionette, right? Because Mansuit Marionette, as they start to walk away to go find this plant, he is suddenly dragged off by 
our favorite cuddly bears. Yes. Uh, there's oh. just this streak of snail blood, oh my basically. God. Blood. So much. I mean, so if you want to call it blood. More blood than in a human body. And yes, Allie is correct because it is viscerally red. <laughs> It is paint. It's, it's the most like, visceral shot in the film. It looks like when you're like drawing lines on a soccer field and they like put the red paint in the grass. Yes. Yeah. That's what it looks like, but like giant. And they're like, oh boy, well we've gotta we gotta figure out what's going on here. And then they find just a random smaller dead bear that <laughs> I guess one of the other bears killed. I don't question. What mark? I couldn't understand is so I originally thought that's the bear that dragged away Mansuit Marionette. Yeah, that's right? what I thought. But he's... Why did the bear die? I don't... Well, they were saying, like, oh, this is a young bear. Like, this isn't even as big as they're going to get or whatever. And they had no reason to know that at the time. Yeah. There's a biologist. Anything. Okay. But that biologist makes so many assumptions. She clearly knows everything about life. Like, oh, they're stronger. Their hides are thicker. Also, they're smarter. It's like, well, that's a big leap to take. Well, she claims that they're, like, the same as a prehistoric cave bear. They're descended from... Like, the same type of thing as the Earth's prehistoric cave bear, Which, right? again, yeah. there's a shared genome between these two planets. Like, how is this not incredible to yes. these people? <laughs> yes. And it's 20 million light years away, they say. Yeah. 20 million? million? 20 million really? light years away. I thought it was 20,000. Yeah, no, they say 20 million, I believe. 20 a lot. So. <laughs> a long time away. Long time. Long time away. It, though That, honestly, that might change throughout the film. I don't trust oh, that it doesn't. Yeah, I, I really honestly think somebody said twenty thousand. Probably. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like that. Um, oh, what was it? Prometheus, where they <laughs> give a distance and like it's like, oh my god, we're so far away. It's, well, that's where Jupiter is. You're about <laughs> as far away as Jupiter is right now. <laughs> Which futuristic space? Like when you're traveling that far. Oh, I, I'm sorry. It's the future. I did. D- distances are different in the future. Distances work different in the future. I mean, you got to know. How your space turbines work. I don't know the science. What? They don't either. It's no, fine. Nobody does. There's no science in this movie, also, yeah. so don't go into it if you go watch it expecting. Uh, but they have any a science. biologist yes. and they a do, lawyer. They do. On a scientific expedition. Yeah. That's true. I still don't know what the lawyer's there for. Uh, but getting into why the bear died, did, did the bear choke on Mansuit Marionette? Was it expecting bone and instead it accidentally slurped too much and just choked and Oh died. my god. Oh. Okay. It makes about <laughs> as much sense as anything. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Why not? I'm just saying, I can think of no other explanation than it trying to like eat him and then swallowing and like choking. But it, there was nothing in its mouth. And also, Mansu Marionette disappears. Yep. He's just gone. Yep. So he got slurped. Yeah. Okay. He got he slurped. He got slurped and like a bowl of the soup. bear. So you know what? At the end of the day, he did do some security. Yes, exactly. <laughs> oh my he God. kept them a little bit safe <laughs> for about like 10 minutes. It's probably the face tattoo. Yes. This is what did it the bear. <laughs> you know what? No. Th- never this perfect... eaten this much ink before. <laughs> <laughs> this makes perfect sense. He slurps the body. The skull and teeth are still there. The head's lodged in his throat. Because he's like slurping oh. like spaghetti. Oh. And then it just gets stuck. What he wasn't expecting this? the meatball. It's <laughs> the weirdest theory. It's the only one that works. Such a specific. There's so oh many God. plot holes. And we are like maybe 
20 minutes into the movie so far? Well, I'd say maybe like 30 because the montage of him Ooh, setting up more. the teleporter is like 15 alone. Oh, yeah. No, it okay. definitely is. We definitely needed to know all, how all those goo-gahs fit together. Yeah. One of us said in the middle of this movie that this is a lot like adult goosebumps. Yeah. Yes. It is yeah. a lot like adult goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so going back to uh, knockoff ScarJo. Right, yes. and Neil Breen, who are talking about going to turn off the beacon. She wants a partnership with him, mm-hmm. right? She wants to be a partner in this business. I, it's still obscure what the business truly yep. does. 5% ownership of yes. the business. Yes, of the business. <laughs> Give thing. me the business. I was honestly kind of confused what they were talking about, whatever they were talking about. Oh, they so were I was too. Like, Wait, yeah. <laughs> who owns what? <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll give you double. No, I don't want double. I want 5% and also double. (laughs) And then he's like, you're my employee. And she's like, no, I'm your partner if you want me to do this. (laughs) No, no, no. He was like, I pay you to do this. And she's like, you don't pay me enough. Yes. And that's how we get into the whole. (laughs) And she's like, it's just this very long scene of negotiating. And he's like, fine. And he just gives into all her demands. Terrible businessman. And she's like, okay, I will go alone because that's a good idea but i want a weapon and he's like do you even know how to use one of course spoiler alert she doesn't (laughs) doesn't but that is we're also not exaggerating that scene that is how that scene plays out it's the exact way that scene plays out with the lawyer creepily standing in the background yeah like nodding and smiling his chubby ass but he's like he's standing behind her like right next to her like he's gonna go with her Yes. Not to mention, this is a secret conversation that's happening in the middle of the camp with everyone else there. Yeah. Well, that was supposed to be a secret conversation. Yes, they were all standing they're like, going to two shut feet down. of each other. He's going to shut down the only teleport to get them out. It's supposed to be a secret. Yeah. Well, okay, I get it. Because then she runs off. So she accepts and she runs off with like her weirdly wide-bottomed jeans, right? Like at the bottom of the pant oh, leg. Oh, yeah. It's called a bell-bottom. It, it's not a bell-bottom, though. <laughs> That's what bothered me. It was like it wanted to be a bell-bottom. But it wasn't quite there. <laughs> because that's what you wear when you're out in the wilderness on a foreign planet. Yep. Yeah. Scavenging. Exactly. However many light years away. All of away. these people are dressed as if they're going to go to, like, a work function at a rooftop bar. <laughs> It's it also reminds me from of, the nineties. Yes, it reminds me of how people dress in Boulder when they're gonna go hiking. Yeah, like okay. they don't. They just wear regular street clothes. Yeah. Really, all they were missing was like a bottle of Coke in their hand, and they yep. were set. Like that's. But maybe the Coke disappeared with the battery guns. Yeah, could be. Uh, so she takes. So she does take the the bribe basically to go shut off this thing on this very dangerous planet full of yeah. however many God knows how many bears are on this. Planet. Oh my god, and yeah. this was one of my favorite parts. Can I tell this? Yeah. Yes. Oh my god, okay. So she's walking through the forest, right? And a bear pops up. And it's, and she, the first thing she does is scream and just like start fall running as women do in horror movies. Every yeah. horror movie. And then my favorite thing happens. She doesn't use the gun, right? That she like so. She's pointing the gun. She, I... went, she didn't start pointing the gun. She started by running, and then yes. she's pointing the gun, and she throws, like, her notebook at it. <laughs> Instead of shooting the gun, she just, like, chucks a notebook at I think bear. she was supposed to be shooting the gun, though. Because every time the gun barrel goes off screen, if you listen, you can hear the faint sound of a bullet. I think they just didn't do it right. Can I take oh. this moment to bring up the fact that the foley and the sound and everything in this movie that has to do with audio is fucking horrendous? Yes. Oh, my God. There's, like, a weird, like, delay. Like, they took two... 
clips of the same audio sounds and like kind of just put them out of sync, like just barely, because they echo really weird. Yeah. Like everything that isn't them talking echoes yeah. awkwardly. And somehow on top of them, it would be like, if I'm like, oh, here, Allie, let me, let me give you this thing right here. Ah. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. No, it really and it's doesn't. really, really Horribly awful to done. listen to. Yeah. Every time, especially with like the gunshots, it echoes. Yes. Like I don't even know what to like equate this to. I think what it might have been. So the gunshots echo. Some of the sound that echoes sounded like it might have been raw sound. And I, I noticed that most of the actors seemed like they were loved. You could see it underneath their shirts and yeah. close-ups. And there's a lot of close-ups. We didn't mention that. That is one of the things I wrote down. Uh, I wrote down wide shot, close-up, wide shot, close-up, wide shot, close-up, etc. Because that happens in every single dialogue session. It's you open on like a wider a medium. And then immediate close-up in the middle of the sentence. It's not like on anything important. It's just like they'll be in the middle of the sentence and then just slam into a close-up. It reminds me of the same flex as like, you know when you're watching CSI and they say something really witty and they're like, I don't know, Cam, you're like the pun master. Give me a line. I don't I don't have one prepared. Uh, like they find like a body like in like a hot warehouse and he's like, oh man, we got a warm one. And he's like, no, it's cold. And that's when, like, they would, like, zoom in. Or it's, yeah. like, looks like he was. And then, like, he wh- whips off his sunglasses. <laughs> yes. Frosted. And, like, <laughs> but it, like, does that with the camera. Because, the, yeah. like, it'll be, like, that last word of the sentence that it zooms in on their face really close. Yeah. But it's it's also on nothing important. It would no. be, like, I need to go get my lunch. <laughs> and it'll zoom There's in. There's not even a pause, though. Those would <laughs> be, like, I need to go get my lunch. And, like, halfway in between him saying, like, my, it just, like, cuts in. It's, there's, no, there's no beat. There's no anything. There's nothing to this. Uh, but that that happens a lot. But I think that's part of what the double sound was. I think some of the sound was raw. And we, what we were hearing is they weren't able to cut out the lav with the boom. I'm wondering if oh. they were sending both to the same track. Oh, yeah. Oh my god, that would explain a lot. Yeah. It's like just barely out yeah. of sync. If you have the gain up on the lav and you've got this boom going, and that boom was very obviously moving in and out because yeah. their dialogue moves in and out. Yes. Uh, and if you've got both of those going, going to the same track, you can't fix that. Right. It's impossible. Not that I think sci-fi would. This is a sci-fi original uh, movie. And not that I think they would have fixed it anyway. Because uh, like someone said, the budget of this was probably $20. Yeah. Probably. Um but it's like but literally it's everything reason. that isn't voices. Everything That's true. sounds echoey and weird. That is true. Because I, voices don't really I don't I don't I didn't hear that with voices. But yeah. No. Yeah. I just want to it, Oh, it's very weird. And I want to throw in there too while we're talking about sound. Uh, the music is extremely underwhelming. <laughs> oh my god, this is like my least favorite thing about action movies is the music is like just there was like a triangle in it at one yep. point. And definitely some maracas and felt like a bongo. It was essentially the first thing you do when you open GarageBand for the first time and just sort of like throw a bunch of instruments like with no regard for tempo or timing. You guys can rag on the maracas all you want. They are my favorite part. (laughs) Really? Because I like the triangle. There's nothing more menacing than like... In like this, in like this action, like serious action moment, just hearing like, and it's really quiet. It's never loud either. It never like comes up it's over the scene. Just enough to be noticeable, which is just worse. And it doesn't yeah. ever fade, ever. No. It, it is just, either there or it it's starts, not. Yep. It stops. Yep. Uh, 
So going into all of those different things, those all happen while this chick is running away and throwing her notepad. And throwing her at, notebook at a bear. Yeah, at a bear. And <laughs> With a gun in her hand. Possibly shooting the gun. It's hard to tell. There's no sound effects. There no. are. I heard one or two things. I heard but it's impossible to tell. Effects. That's the thing is it's impossible to tell whether or not it's a poorly mixed sound effect from the gun or if it's just a poorly mixed sound effect from her falling down and scrambling on the ground. Right. But what's the most important part of her running away from this bear? Now, here's the thing. She had been traveling for what seemed like a couple minutes away from the camp. At least. Towards the beacon. It is now night. Right. And the bear kills her, right? Just murders her. Actually, as she's running away, she's screaming James, which is the the fake Neil Breen guy. And he's the one that sent her out there. And she's screaming his name, and he can hear her. They're all like, oh my god, she's dying. And but then she's, like, over the hill. Yeah. They run <laughs> 10 feet away, and they're like, oh, no. Because her <laughs> head comes rolling down the hill. It gets lobbed off by the bear, which is a theme <laughs> in this, where the bear just smacks you like a bitch slap and just takes off your head. I want to say three people die like that. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. so. At least three people die like that. Yep. And I'm going to assume the guy in the cave in the very beginning dies like that, too. Yeah. I, I'm going to bet that's how he dies. Yep. Um, But... They, it's it's literally just like a bear paw bitch slap. Like, it's just bam, and then your head just flies off. Clean off. Uh, and her head comes rolling down the hill into this awkward stop into a rock right next to the camp. Yep. I don't know where she had gone. Yes. I don't... Really Doesn't seem like bear. anywhere. She had been traveling and running for too long to wind up right where she started. Yeah. I think she was just circling the camp because she's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe... Maybe, if we want to read into this, maybe there was some subtlety there. Maybe what she was doing is she was faking like she was going out there. But she was too scared to. So she was circling the camp. Mm. And then her plan was to come back and be like, I shut it off. I did it. I did did it. it. Quotation marks. Yeah. It's not like Neil Breen would have been smart enough to know. Was his name James? Yeah. James. That's the only one I caught just because she kept screaming James. Yes. She was running away from a bear. Neil Jabreen. Neil... Neil James Breen. James Breen. James Breen. James Breen. So she dies. This is a horrific moment. They already want to leave. Yes. They're already trying to leave. But nothing really comes... Here's, here's one thing that I noticed. Is every time something dies, no one does anything about the body. Yep. <laughs> Just going to leave it to the elements. Just... Well, the bear's got her. feel like that's fair game. It's like when the apple falls off your tree in your neighbor's yard. It's theirs now. Yep. That's, that's that's how that works. <laughs> just to the bear's territory. They lobbed off her head, gave that back to us. We'll just dig a little hole, put that in the ground, leave the body. <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if they like, all right, let's break camp, and they walk away, and then the camera just pans down, and the head's still there. Oh, yeah. No, the, the head is definitely still there. They didn't have the budget for it, yeah. but it was still there. Absolutely. So for absolutely no reason... At this point, um, Nathan Drake decides that we should split up. and Of course. Uh, so he, blonde doctor, fat lawyer, and f- fake Neil Breen yep. go their own separate way. And there's really nothing to this next scene except for pretty much everybody berating the lawyer for being fat. Mm-hmm. Because he is carrying the most luggage and is sweating and is having a hard time keeping up. Yeah. And they're going uphill. And he's yes. by far the most out of shape. Yeah. And they're just like yelling at him, we're going to leave you behind if you don't keep coming. Yep. And 
Except for blonde doctor who sort of like comes over to him and pats his face. And then somebody else calls her away and she's like, I'll be back. But she, but wait, she is there though. Because remember, she's going to do that. She's going to walk away. And then what happens? Again, cuddly furballs. Right out of the forest. Ninja cuddly furballs. Yep. Who are like 17 feet tall. Who just appear. And it's this is one wild, of those things guys. where he lobbed a chunk out of his side. Yes. Yeah. And just like, like totally swipes, demolishes him. And then you see the guy back up. And he's moving sort of like in a staggering way. But like... The, the wound is sort of like tracking with him, but not with his every movement. Yes. It's very noticeably to, not staying in the same you're place. You're supposed to be able to like see through him, but it's just like a weird red like film. Yeah. Instead of And like a just hole. a couple of ribs poking and out. And there's yeah. like a line there too. There's a mask line. Yeah. If you look at the That's side of his saying, body. That's what I'm saying. Like a yeah. weird red film instead yeah. of like an actual see-through piece. And he does that thing that I love when people do in movies where he faints and his head gives like a little swivel before he goes down. Where he's like, oh, oh, I've got the vapors. <laughs> I was going to say, that's yeah. like the fainting moment thing. Yeah, exactly. And, and of course, everybody shows up and they're like, oh, no. And they shoot their guns at the bear. And then I guess the bear's gone. And then commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> Which there's quite a few commercial breaks. In oh, this. my Again, God. TV movie. We didn't see any of the commercial breaks because uh, if you, by the way, if you want to watch this film, go watch it on Amazon Prime. It's currently free to watch. Yep. Uh, if you have Prime, I would highly recommend it if you want to see a good bad movie. Yeah. Uh, but so he's so he dies, and then who's the next one to die? We can skip forward a little bit. Yeah, because this middle chunk is sort of just like everybody getting picked off. Everybody wandering around. Um. Yeah. Uh. uh Fifty Cent sticks around. I think maybe the next one to die is Dr. Damsel. I think it is Dr. Damsel. And this is one of the more fun deaths in the film. Yes. Because it doesn't... She gets two separate things. Yes. She gets... She essentially dies twice. Yeah. That's... Isn't it like three times? Oh, because they It are... is like three times. Yeah. She, she gets... Oh my God. Let's go over why. Let's go over why. Like, let's okay, start with the I'm hill. I'm like really excited yes. about the quote. We'll let, we'll let you talk about that one. Now I'm a patient. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we need to talk about the hill. So go over the hill. Okay, so um, our group has uh, reconnected at whatever point, um, and now we're down to, I don't know, like seven or eight people, and they come to the wimpiest little hill. Like, you might need to sort of scrabble down on your hands and knees a little bit, but they make a whole big production out of looping themselves together with carabiners and rope in a way that seems... Not helpful. Like, Dude, and it looked exactly like the hill that they were going up with the lawyer when yes, he died. They were going up that same hill. Walking. Yes. Fine. Just fine earlier. And I want to say, like, let's be generous and say this hill is maybe 20 feet high. And it's, like, not a terribly steep gradient, but it's there. And so they fall... And she tumbles, like seriously, just rolls down a hill, gets some leaves in her hair. And they're like, oh no, is she okay? And they come over and the actress is like pushing blood out of her mouth with her tongue in a very obvious way. (laughs) And they're like, oh, she's got internal bleeding. (laughs) From a 20 foot roll down goddamn hill. But literally, uh, Dr. Biologist woman, she runs over and she, again, she's not a real doctor. But she runs over, touches this woman's stomach, and goes, she has internal bleeding. Yep. <laughs> She's a wizard. Yes. 
she just knows whatever needs to be known, including that these bears are smart for some reason. Yes. So then after all of this traveling, they take her back to the camp. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They take her all the way back. Well, see, I, I think, think they, they set, set up, up camp. Yeah. yeah. Do they? Okay. Yeah, they set up camp in a new location. I just don't remember unquote, them ever taking it new down. New location. Yes. Like, we're still same. in the same place. Yep. We're just five feet to the right. That's, <laughs> that's okay, where anyway, we are. So they take her to camp. And she's talking with... Uh, Frosted, frosted tips. tips. Oh no! <laughs> no, we oh, skipped. We skipped a part. Okay, oh my! We've got to retcon this. Yes. There's two things we skipped. I just now realized. We skipped Neil Breen running away. Oh yep. And we skipped the Neil Breen and the other guy running away. Yeah. But we also skipped the dinner. The, we skipped frosted tips. Uh, okay. So first. No, keep going. First, we need to talk about Neil Breen running away. Mr. CEO, I'm going to call him Dr. CEO because I just want to call everybody a doctor in this. Okay. Uh, so Mr. Dr. CEO, Neil Breen, or otherwise known by James, right? James? James! Is James? Yes. Is it James' son? I don't know. Everybody had un at the end of their names. Yeah. Uh, except for Mason. Kane. That ended up being their last names. <laughs> True. Okay. Which was weird. So Mr. Mr. Dr. James, CEO, uh, he, he goes like slightly away from... Uh, blonde biologist and nathan drake and they're sitting on this rock and they're giving each other the eyes like they are about to get down and dirty but nathan drake's not into that because he just sees a bear right behind so like they lean into each other and then he just like aggressively pulls her and then like points a gun this antique revolver next to her ear i believe they specifically say it's a 45 magnum there we go one of those Stupid, ridiculous guns. Yeah. If you've yeah. ever shot a gun like that, it's very loud. Yes. And especially if it's right next to your damn ear. Yeah. It's extremely He's loud. He's holding it right next to her head. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's like four bears around them. Yeah. And she's trying to be like, there are more bears. There are more bears behind her. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. That's great, honey. Thanks for letting me know. And he's like still holding her close, still pointing at the one bear. And yes. not shooting it. Yes. And then he just starts firing. And I don't know how many bullets he has, but I do know they said that he originally had two clips, basically, yes. right? Like, he had a total bullets. of, like, 12 bullets. And he's firing a lot at these bears, yep. including the one that's running in place right next to them. There's, yes. a, there's a really bad <laughs> well, one. Well, also, Dr. CEO, whatever you want to call him, he's, like, out in the woods right there. And he's like, hey, there's bears. And so he, like, starts trying to shoot them. Or, like, he goes to shoot them and he doesn't, He right? goes to raise the gun and they're like, help us. Come on, man. Help us. Come and on. And then he's like, There's no, bears. I'm not going to do that. And but he, he, like, dramatically puts down the gun. But, yeah, he doesn't say anything. He just does, like, he just lowers it. And then he runs away. And then he runs away. We'll, we'll get back to him later. He disappears for, like, <laughs> the rest the of the The majority movies. of the film, you don't have Dr. CEO. Yes. He's, like, gone. Then we cut to commercial break. <laughs> And, and then the bears go away. And that's what scares the bears. Yeah. Right? The bears are just gone and there was like four. <laughs> they just run away. Oh no, a Lysol commercial. Now to be fair. And a revolver. To be fair, an earthquake happens about four seconds after they run away. Oh yeah. But they were all in an open field. I'm not really sure why they ran because it's not like they're going anywhere other than other open fields. Yeah, they were running away from the earthquake. Right. They were fleeing the earthquake. And I'm going to say, just for anyone out there who doesn't know, if you are standing in the middle of an open field during an earthquake... Do not run underneath a bunch of flimsy trees. Yeah. That's what our hero, Nathan Drake, did. And he ran straight into a log. Yes. So, <laughs> and he gets knocked out, which yep. is where we get into them carrying him to a cave. 
Nothing really happens much in this cave. And then we get to Frosted Tips and Dr. Damsel. Oh, yes. So this scene, there is a little bit before this, um, Nathan Drake has like hit his head and blonde biologist is like fawning over him. Clearly like just so into him. Despite the fact that we later, or perhaps earlier, learn that she is married to Dr. CEO. Yes, which is a weird moment. You don't know that? Yeah, yeah, because like we didn't even know that they were married, right? She's just like, we've been separated forever or whatever. Yeah. And then they don't even say until the very end, she's like, I'm going to get a divorce. Like, (laughs) Like, what? You were married? We'll get into that. Yes. That whole part. Oh my God. But, so they have their own little kind of romantic moment where Nathan Drake just still doesn't seem into it. This girl is desperate, and he doesn't pay attention. No. And then we go over to uh, Frosted Tips, who's hitting on Dr. Damsel, who is definitely into it in a very weird way. She's, like, smiling full horse teeth, and he's, like, petting her head, and is like, hey, baby, when we get back to Earth, I'm going to take you out for dinner. We're going to have steak and ribs. Oh, yeah. I We're gonna have steak and, and ribs. ribs. What? <laughs> Just two separate parts of the same animal, and then a little gravy to wash it down with. And then they're like, they just like cut away, <coughs> yep. and that was it. It it was really awkward, really weird, and that's when we then move eventually into the hill part, yes. where she falls down the hill. Doctor Damsel is not gonna get her steak and ribs. Spoiler alert. She falls down the hill. She's bleeding internally from our magic doctor biologist. Uh, and then she's laying in the tent, right? Frosted Tips is talking to her. Uh, <laughs> so they're talking. I don't know. It's one of those big, meaningful moments. We were kind of talking over it. But we did manage to catch this part where she goes, You know, all my life I've been taking care of patients, but now I'm the patient. <laughs> yeah. Excuse Whoa. me? <laughs> like, you've never been to the doctor as a doctor. I'm sorry. One of my favorite quotes just, from that one. I don't even know what to say to it because. <laughs> it's so dumb on the obvious level of what do you mean you've never been a patient before? But also, like, it, 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 the way that the movie was, like, paced, like, they made that seem like, wow. Epiphany. This is but my like, moment. Yes. This all right, this is the this is the scene that I did for the audition, and this is what got me the part, and I'm gonna nail it. And she just gives the most blandest reading of the stupidest line. But now I'm the patient. Now that you bring it up, I'm really not sure that's not her audition. That's, yes, that right? might be her audition yeah, tape. Exactly. Also, they're like, oh, she's got internal bleeding feeling her stomach, and they put her on her stomach. Yeah. I'm still confused about how they patched her up because they can't just put a wet like tissue paper onto like the head wound like they did for that guy. They, like you can't do that for internal bleeding. You can't just stuff wet tissue paper down her throat and be like, "You're fixed." Yeah, it's just gonna fall in place. Yep. But then, as she's lying there after everybody leaves the tent, right? she's sleeping peacefully. We should say this because she's sleeping peacefully. Peacefully. And they're all having a conversation about what they're gonna do about. The very important part of what types of bears are these? Ninja bears. Because they sneak up out of nowhere. There's like a field right behind them. There's no place for a bear to hide. And then it 
this great shot of a claw reaching through the tent yep. and grabbing her foot and then just a bear growling and just like pulling her through. Yeah, but now it, it, I would like to make a specific point of this because it pulls her out of the tent. Uh, one of the uh, blonde doctor sees and starts screaming. So all the guys run in with all their guns. They run into the tent yeah. and start firing at the back of the tent. Yes. Like, we don't ever get a reverse angle, so we don't see what they're doing. But, like, the bear reached through a hole and right. pulled her a- along the ground. Yeah. And I'm just presuming they're sitting there shooting at the burlap <laughs> of the tent. Right? And they don't... I mean, we don't even see anything. And you'd think if, like, Token Blonde saw this, she saw it from the outside, right? So why did they go around and run into the tent... Still confused about that. ...to shoot at this bear? Yes. Why didn't they just shoot it on the hill when they probably could see it? And again, what we talked about earlier with these bodies, whether they're alive or dead, once the bears have them, they are the bears. Yep. They do not take... They they don't run after and just fire at this bear. And we've seen at this point they can kill the bears. It's not like these bears are indestructible. They can be killed. And they don't chase. Even even Frosted Tips, he doesn't chase. Well, Frosted Tips wants to chase, but Nathan Drake is oh, like, right. no, they hunt in packs. You can't. Bears hunt in packs. Excuse me? <laughs> they hold him back, and I say that like loosely as an idea because it's more like he's like falling backwards going, no, let me go. Yes. Well, like, it's like one that guy, guy. One guy like lightly grabs his wrist, which is when he starts saying, no, let me go. But he's like not pulling forward or anything. Yeah, no. It's that wimpy guy at the bar who's like, no, hold me back. Everybody, hold me back. I'm going to beat this guy up. Why aren't you holding me back? Yeah, yeah. But are we really giving this man enough credit? Because there's one thing we can say about Frosted Tips. He may wait several hours. He may wait till it's safe. Probably what looks like past 12 o'clock. Like, it looks like it's the middle of the day. Yep. But he goes to find his woman so that he can give her a proper (laughs) ribs and steak. Yes. Right? Oh, but can I ask you a question, Cam? Yeah. Does he bring a gun? (laughs) Does he? Does he really need a gun? (laughs) Yeah, I would argue yes. He has a knife. <laughs> he has a knife and a stick. Oh my god. He finds the stick later. He yes. just bring oh. it with And him. when I say stick, I really mean branch. Like, it's not even like something you could conceivably be like, oh, you could poke it in the eye or something. It's a branch. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it like totally like smoothed out too? Yes. Like it's some oh. walking stick. It's like driftwood. Stick. It's a piece of like some. They bought it at stick. Michael's and brought it along. Yes. Like, was there a Michael's in that time? That, yeah. That's what they did. Yeah. Yeah. Or Canadian. Michaels. Oh, that's right. I keep forgetting that it's not in the '90s, like the early '90s. Oh yeah, this movie seems way God, older than it, it is. Actually 2000, is. Or it's 2006 or 2007. It it's one of the two. It's actually yeah. 2053. I found 2068. Whatever. <laughs> you forget the uh, the war between Iran and America was in 2058. That's not a reference to what's going on in politics right now. That is just what the movie did. Yes. That's they were they could tell the future. Uh, but going back into him, so he searches out his woman and he finds her, right? Thank <laughs> God she's only half buried in the ground. So what is does he she, do? Well, is she really buried? Oh yeah, she's half buried. There's like a, there's like a dirt mound from where they like. There's a her dirt out. mound. Okay, but let, let's go into why are you asking this question? Because well, she's very clearly buried. She looks buried, right? Half buried. But he pulls her out, and it's only half of her body. Yep. And 
We swear to God, she made a sound like an oh or like something. She was moving. And like yes. breathing or like moving her head or something. She was still and alive she's like literally point. cut in half. There's like blood coming out of the there's, bottom yeah, of there's her. There's organs coming out. Yeah. Yep. Like these flimsy. And when we say organs, organs, they look like mackerel. Like oh, just, yeah. it doesn't look like anything. It was made in Microsoft Paint. Yes. Like, there's no way it wasn't. <laughs> it's just like a bunch of shiny bits. Okay, wait, like the best part about this. What does he say? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God, no. What I, what I wish he would have said is, I can't get you ribs if you don't have any. No. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh. Oof. But, again, and then, to Q his bear defense. bear fight scene. Q bear fight scene. He pulls out a knife. A <laughs> like God, a small knife. A like goddamn knife. Like a small hunting knife, Yeah, maybe. we're talking like, like, I mean, it's not, it's just bigger than a pocket knife. It really is. And it starts doing that thing that it did at the beginning, where it's like all these weird effects, and it's like jumping around, and it's like kind of like sped up and not, and he's just yeah. kind of like yelling at this bear with a knife in his hand, and then he picks up a branch, and he's got a knife and a branch. And, you know, honestly, I don't really know what was going on. The bear's yelling, he's yelling, a lot of moving camera, and then you see like the knife go into the bear. <laughs> And then it just, like, hugs him to death. Yeah. Hugs his head to death. Yes. Yep. You just see the bear's paws on either side of his head, and it just, like, squishes his head. And he dies. And that's it. What did you think a knife was going to do? Yes. This was the most... To a cave bear. This was the most disappointing part in the entire <laughs> film for me. Because I... We have seen people torn apart. We've seen their heads torn off. We saw a woman with half of her body... But we don't get to see his head explode. Nope. Uh, and yeah. that's what I really wanted. Is yes, I wanted, we needed like a fountain of goop and like a little blonde frosted hair. And just like his <laughs> eyes just like going out yes. like towards the bear. Was this Looney Tunes? Yes. Sure. At this point, with bitch slapping bears yes. decapitating people, uh-huh. yeah, it's Looney Tunes. Oh, God. Okay, so what was after that? I actually don't remember where this was in the movie, but I want to talk about my favorite part. Where it's just this very brief thing. Uh, Nathan Drake turns to, I don't really remember who, another character, hands them a rifle and says, go get firewood. Which just led me down this path of this guy like, you know that scene that's in every movie now where somebody's chopping wood as they're talking and it's really, like, I want to see that, but they're chopping wood with a shotgun. (laughs) Just (laughs) shooting the logs. And I the don't know why, but that one got me. <laughs> Go get firewood. Because it doesn't make a lot oh. of sense. Because I don't know what he's gathering. Don't know how he's gathering it. Or really why. Yeah. Because... They never start a fire. We do actually... No, we that. do see... They don't start a fire, from what I remember, but they do have a fire pit. But it's never on. Like, there's never anything... There's never fire. Huh. Yeah, because the campsite where they had one had it already, so they didn't have to do the work. Why did it have it already? Like, they were shooting... I feel like they were shooting at, like, Camp Chapapagua in Canada or something. And... <laughs> this film was shot in Canada, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and it's just sort of like, oh, here's the fire pit where, like, the the little cadets would roast their marshmallows and etc. Yeah. Yeah. So we can just use this and not have to do anything with it. I, I really believe that this movie was... Uh, just the path of least resistance. It was. As far as, like, props and settings, 
I mean, you own one of the props from this movie. Yes. <laughs> they found a skull or something from like from the previous the expedition, from the right? first guy. Oh that yeah, gets yeah, his from hand the guy. Yeah, off. from the guy yep. that got killed by the bear first. And it just looks like a skull, like covered in paper mache. And we have a skull from a set that we worked on, and it is literally covered in paper mache. It looks, it looks exactly like the, the same. same thing. I mean, it's literally sitting right behind me. It just has like right a little now. hair on it. It looks it looks like they just bought a skull from a craft store. Yep. We got that from Spirit, didn't we? Yeah, we got it from Spirit. <laughs> and that's, so they that's got exactly a skull from Spirit. Like. And so so talking, you brought up the path of least, least resistance here, and there's not a lot more going on in this film other than the ending, right? So yeah. let's let's take our own path here and just go to the end. A bunch of other people who don't matter die. And right. we get whittled down to blonde doctor Nathan Drake, bad CEO. And, and flip phone caller from earlier yeah, who had mysteriously, <laughs> mysteriously and randomly disappeared earlier in the film. They mention it briefly. They're like, where the hell did he go after I threatened him? Because he gets threatened. It's not a huge scene. It doesn't seem like it matters. And then he's just gone. And then he comes back. And when he comes back, he's then threatened again. <laughs> Which is not a good way to keep talking to someone, yeah. like if you want them to stay around. And then we are led to Dr. CEO, yep. who has a vial of our Nickelodeon slime. Yes, and at this point, the audience is made aware of, oh, all that shit I made up with was a lie. We called this planet oxygen as a dumb bid to, like, confuse you for some wow, reason. Wow, really? Yeah. A name? Yeah, I don't know if we mentioned that yet, but the planet is apparently called Planet Oxygen. It's called Planet Oxygen, and they find out later into the expedition that it is slowly imploding. Yep, like, that's what all the earthquakes are. It's doing that whole, like, Star Trek Three. the planet is, like, accelerated its growth, and now it's gonna implode on itself. But they don't really say how or why or yeah, it's what something really to do with the goop this? and something to do with the bears. I like to think that the bears were running a secret goop project and they were trying to create more plants. But by creating this goopy plant substance that was supposed to accelerate plant life and give them more oxygen, because when there's more oxygen, animals are known to grow bigger, right? That's one thing that happens with certain species. Yeah. So maybe they're trying to grow themselves larger so they can take over, be king bears of the planet, but. Their goop goes incorrectly, the roots go into the planet and start making it implode because it just starts taking over like all the empty space in the planet. That's wow. my crackpot theory. Cool. Thanks See, for... the thing is, you're putting in more work than the writers did. <laughs> it's because I'm not as drunk as the writers <laughs> were. <laughs> um, Dr. CEO, he has the vial of green goop, right? Mm -hmm. And he is ready to teleport out. And that's when they meet up with him. Yep. And... A short battle ensues. Actually, the ending is one of the... In, this part of the ending is weirdly anticlimactic. Like, there's yeah. there's not a lot going on. He he gets knocked down to the ground. He's, like, threatening him for the information. Yeah, and there's, like, a gun with no bullets in it oh, or yeah. something. <laughs> um, Nathan Drake gives the other guy that we kind of forgot to mention, he's like, here's my gun. You you take care of him. He's a piece of shit. Even though at this point, they all agree that like, oh no, we just need to get the goop and get out of here. Yeah. They're all on the same page. They can just leave and deal with this later. But no, they're going to deal with it now. So Nathan Drake gives him the gun and he's like, I swear to God, I will shoot you if you don't tell me where the missing piece of the teleporter is or something. 
and he pulls the trigger, and everybody flinches, but there's nothing in the gun. And, and then, he's, yeah. then he double down, doubles down, leans forward, puts the gun against his shoulder, is like, I swear to God, I'll blow your arm off, and like pulls the trigger again. It's still empty, you idiot. <laughs> but then that's when the guy goes, all right, I'll tell you. I left my stuff in a random cave, even though I was about to leave. Yes. None of that makes any sense. None. He was ready to use the teleporter, but for some reason, he legitimately did not have the correct equipment to yep. use the teleporter. He left it behind yeah. in the bear cave. But then, like, he just leads them all to this cave, right? Yeah. And, like, one of my favorite parts is when they go down into this cave with him leading them, like, to their stuff. And I'm going to talk about the first part. Yeah. Okay. So, in order to throw them off... He just like throws sand in their face and they're like, oh, oh no. And they like in fall down. In one of down. their faces. Yeah. The other what? two are just like, All three oh no. Of them, they, like, they're like, oh, and he runs away or whatever. And so he's running to go get his stuff. And they are walking along and they see the goop and they're kind of sort of chasing him, but they're walking. Yes. And yeah. So does anybody want to talk about yes. the best part? Oh my God. Who wants the honor? So... <laughs> So uh, he now has a gun somehow. Yes. Pretty sure that wasn't something he had before, but who cares? And they take cover behind this large furry rock. <laughs> this large brown bear-shaped furry it's rock. It's very clear to the audience it as well. It is so <laughs> obvious that it's not a rock. And they exchange gunfire, both sides, one of which standing next to this large brown furry rock... They exchange gunfire for about a minute or so before yep. Blonde Doctor goes, I don't think this is a rock. <laughs> and then everyone's like, what, what, what? And then, like, the bear chooses that moment to wake up. And oh, my God. It was so confusing. We were legitimately confused. Like, do they really, like, think this is a rock? Yes. And right when somebody, I think it was me, that said, do they really think this is a rock? They go, I don't think this, this is, is a rock. rock. Excuse me, it's furry. It takes her feeling it. Yes. For the for them to be like, this is not a it it is the dumbest, most illogical part of the film. And you can't even use the excuse like maybe we have better lighting than they do while they're in there because they're shooting at each other. Yes. They can clearly see each other. They're uh, he, they're shooting over the rock. They're using the rock as cover. Yeah. Like, and they walk, like, oh, let me brush this fur out of my way so I can get a better oh God, line of they sight. They walk up to it from afar. Yes. And, like, at least from the way they have it laid out, it looks like... So they walk up to it from the right. And I think the bear's head is on the right. Yep. And so it's like, if you walk up to it, you should be able to see that that is a bear sleeping on the cave yep. floor in the middle of a cave. Yep. And it, when they walked up to it, one of us was like, oh, there's just another dead bear here? Right. Yeah. And no, it's they, alive. Best part oh. of the whole movie. Oh my god. I am making I pins. This is a rock. So they have a shootout. Eventually, our heroes, I, they're not my heroes. I don't know what to call them. Doctor Action and Doctor Biologist, right? Yeah. Uh, they get what they need. Yeah, Dr. CEO and Dr. Teleporter both get killed, like, very unceremoniously. Oh, yeah. Like, just thwap. Again. Dead. Bitch slap. Yes. Just straight up bear bitch slap. 
Oh, except my <laughs> when the doctor gets killed, it's the same thing. Like he's like the third person to get their head just knocked clean off. But the line of where they st- like started doing the CGI, it goes from like the back of his neck, which makes sense, up to his jaw. Like there's just this sliver of like yes. his chin still exists, but there's just a straight line back. Yep. It's, it was the most illogical. And it like bounces up and down in his neck for some reason, yep. I noticed. It's really odd. Um, so he gets killed, uh, and then we're basically left with not Thomas Jane and Dr. Biologist. And Token lo and behold, he trips and falls. Of course. Because horror movie. Yep. She gets to the teleporter. He throws her the soup canister filled with Nickelodeon slime. And she teleports away right yep and he's still shooting at bears with like this random little uzi that she threw at him and yep. then he <laughs> he runs out of ammo we have him fall down on the ground and what happens oh my god a bear just like you see this close-up shot of like this bear's hand that's supposedly holding onto his leg but really it's like they kind of just placed a bear glove over it there's like giant claws, and all of a sudden his like ankle pops off. Yeah, the, the bear just pulls his. It just foot pulls off. his foot off. There's like a spatter of blood. He and he's even, like ah. Yeah, he uh, doesn't even like make any sound. He's got like no emotion about the fact that he just lost part of his fucking leg, and he like crawls back. Takes out his little mini disc, puts it in. There's no tension anymore. No. Nope. Like like the bears are just I guess eating his foot. <laughs> Uh, and just he just like it. very slowly puts it in the thing and then cut to black. Yeah. And that and was pretty much back it, to, We're back in that aircraft hangar for whatever reason. And Dr. Biologist is like, since I was married to that guy, I got all of his company, etc. Yeah. And now I'm doing a press conference that says I have a... Uh, a miracle goo that can like regrow limbs and pretty much it's, do anything. It's the way she explains it too. She's like, it can regrow cells and it can regrow cells in this case and it can regrow cells in this case and if there's cells, it can regrow them. <laughs> and also, did you know that if you lose your cells to this, this will also regrow those cells? Yeah. There, I don't know. She she talks about like 50 different types of cells that all yeah. sound pretty much exactly the same to me. It's like, yeah. oh, we can regrow cancer or radiation. Right. Like, or things and damaged I wanna by say, disease. I want to say you may feel a little thrown off, like feel like we're jumping to the scene. We are not. I promise you. What happens? Exactly what his happens. ankle pops off and then he puts in his device. He goes for the teleporter and it cuts to black. It looks like he's given up and then it goes straight to the scene. Yep. And, and there's then, no context. And then there's like this big reveal, like you never know if he made it or not or whatever. And she's he like, did. and she's like, and our first test subject is here. And like our first successful test subject. And the camera starts on his feet <laughs> as if like, to oh, be look, like, they're back. look, both feet guys. <laughs> and it pans up and it's like, oh, it's that guy again. Yeah. And he's wearing just the like, most unnecessarily sexy jacket. <laughs> And, like, he comes up and gives her a kiss on the face yeah. at a press conference? And then yeah. says Excuse nothing. Excuse you? He says nothing. He has no emotion on his face. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't wave to the audience. I mean, he just, like, stands there. It felt like the scene where, like, he walks up, basically, and, like, the look on his face is, I'm only here because my contract said I had to finish out the movie, and they yeah. forgot to shoot this scene. Yes. And that's, that's what the whole scene f- feels like. And that like. was, like, literally it. And then it... Cuts to credits. That was it. That yeah. is the Savage Planet. Savage Planet, everybody. Thank uh, you for listening to us. 
Talk about that monstrosity of a party. Savage Planet, directed by Andrew Wild, right? Yes, with an E. Which I, like Oscar. Yeah. So, Andrew Wild, just in case you're wondering, if you want to go look it up, you're welcome to. He's only done two things. Uh, one of them was in 1993. The other one was this uh, in 2007. Yep. He has no other IMDb credits. Um, this was a weird trip of a film. Yes. This is... It's a mess. It's a lot of fun. It, if you've got Prime, go watch it. I'm pretty sure it's like a $2 rental if you don't. And it is for sure worth it. Yeah. I mean, if you like... if I will say, if you like bad movies... And you especially like like bad slasher films. This is in that category of like so bad it's fun. Yes. Yes. Just very much. From the it's not just bears hunting down people. It's people battling against people, and it's people battling for green goop that supposedly heals you that only has two plot points in the entire thing. But we don't know that that until the end. And a hand. We also don't know if it can regrow anything else. If you like, if you took Scarjo's head and you put it in the green goop, would she regrow a whole body? Would she just regrow a foot or a hand? It's hard to tell. <laughs> uh, oh <my laughs> just God. a hand from where the next stump is. Uh, <laughs> just waving at everybody. Wasn't what? that a thing in something? I feel like that's from something. I don't know. There's So there's one thing I, I do want to end this with. Uh, and we might do this on other podcast episodes. Um, just let us know if you if we wanted to, us to. Uh, I want to talk about just maybe one or two things that you guys think might be able to fix this movie. Right? What could fix it? Make it better. Make it not terrible. Maybe it just makes it more fun. What could we do? What could they have done? Well, I think the obvious thing is to just like fix it to make it better, like more watchable, is get somebody else to do the uh, audio. The music, the mixing, any of it. That was just atrocious. Any of the sound effects. Yes. Um, the, the camera work, I think, was equally bad, but somehow that made it more fun. Like the unnecessary punch-ins. Yes. This movie's breaking me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Um, I don't know. Cam, go. I'm thinking. So for me, I would, for one, cut down on the on-the-nose dialogue. There is a lot of words. It's words, words, and more words. And it's all stuff you're going to find out later. Or it's stuff you really just don't need to know because there's not enough of a plot to know it. Um, And I would cut down on that and just bring up the action. Like, I want more bears. I want more deaths. I want... More deaths? I want more soup man. I want more man soup marionette. We got one. One teleporter mishap. At the end of the movie, fuck it. The guy that's missing his foot goes through the teleporter. Half of his body comes in a soup. Yeah, or, oh, no, I, I think we we said this at the end. What I think would have made the ending more fun is send the bear. Like, the bear stands on part of the teleporter. Have half the bear yes. be teleported away. <laughs> How much of a badass ending would that be? Amazing. God, just like you cut to black and then you cut to it and it's just like the bear that comes through. Now, here's the real question. If you use the goop on a bear, does it regrow a human body? I think it's supposed to regrow whatever's missing. Does I, it work like that for all biology? Does the Here's a question. Do the bears, are they aware of what this goop does? I don't think so. In my got... version, they scientifically created Oh, yes, of course. Okay. In, I got in kind their of a... bear lab. 
I got kind of a feeling that like that very first scene where the first guy dies, I feel like the bear was like there, like watching over the goo. Like guarding it. Like kind of like they knew it was there. Like, oh, fuck, he found out about it. Kill him. Yeah. I don't know. It's just more plot holes. And here's here's one thing that we also didn't talk about that I think could improve it. I would like to see a few more animals. Stock footage, because that's all this <laughs> yes. movie uses, but like some deer. Where's that eagle? Some birth. There is a huge eagle screech during one of the earthquakes. Yeah. And, and I don't there. know where the damn eagle is, but it's not there. Somewhere. And also there are bird chirps in the morning shots. Yeah. And that eagle screech, I swear to God, is like a stock sound effect. I feel like I remember it from that Disney Sword in the Stone movie. Mm. Like, it's just one of those noises that you've heard so many times, like the Wilhelm scream. Yeah. That yeah. it immediately is like, oh, that one. It's the eagle scream. Yeah, yes. it's like the one where it's like the CGI bird over the American flag with an explosion behind it. It's yes. that type of eagle screech. <laughs> but that could Good have try. also... <laughs> that also might have made the film a little more interesting. I mean, it also could have helped if it had a budget. I feel like it really didn't have one. Oh, yeah. They were, as much as we are bashing this movie, there clearly was some kind of, like, working with what we got. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, um, I guess, my specific thing to fix. Uh, going off the audio thing, I really, like, just, music drives me crazy in movies. Okay? Just, how do you make a movie better, even if it's bad? Good music. You know oh, yeah. what's not hard to do? Just Buy some music. Yes. Oh my god, just put something over it. Get your friend from music school to make a sick track and just play that through the whole film. How does I sci-fi mean, not have a exactly. like, band in residence? Yeah. And like, they have so much stock music that they just keep reusing. <laughs> yeah, that. pretty much. honestly what it is. What could have made this so much more exciting when it didn't really like need to be was just like a good track. Just a good chase scene track. Or a good bear killing track, something at least louder. Jeez. Yeah. I mean, the music is so like undertone, you can't really yeah. hear it. Yeah, and I mean, music can drastically fix a film. It can put you into a headspace that you wouldn't be otherwise. Like the same shot of something with like a lower key song, or the same shot with something with like this high adrenaline song. It's like you wouldn't want to put like slow classical music over most scenes in Mad Max Fury Road. Because you need the adrenaline pumping, like, bass. And Say it louder. <laughs> and it's, like, one of my favorite things now is uh, something that Allie and I have done a lot is playing uh, our own songs over, like, whatever songs we find on Spotify over movie scenes that didn't work. And you play those over. And, like, one of my favorites still is the recent Godzilla. The playing Burn in Love over the very end of that film by Elvis. It's just perfect. It's just... And, just take something. I mean, stuff that is old is in the public domain. There's plenty of good things you could have used yep. for literally free that are good songs. Or just pay some music students. They're music out there. Music students. Yeah. Take the music students. Take the film students. We will do it for free. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're going to do it bad, then let them learn anyway. I mean, yep. you might as well. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Savage Planet, I mean, that's pretty much everything we've got. There were other things that happened. There is enough to just keep going. I mean, we've honestly been going about as long as the movie is. Yeah. Because we literally just, have. Because there's just so much to dissect, weirdly enough. There really is. Yep. And it is one of those films that is definitely enjoyable. I found, at least, that it was enjoyable. It is not good. 
No. It's terrible. It is the fun. appropriate kind of so bad it's good. Yeah. So if I you, dug it. So if watch you, it. So if you want to sit down and watch a bad film with some friends, watch some people get murdered by some super bears, this is your film. Uh, this was also, I think, a good choice to start off this podcast. Absolutely. So. Good, poise, good choice for episode one. Yeah. Uh, so let us know uh, like how we did. Allie, you want to talk about social media? Okay. Well, thanks, everybody, for watching. Um, or listening, not watching. Uh, if you're watching, please don't. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we're Attack of the 50 Foot Podcast. Um, we will be on all of your favorite podcast listening apps. And give us a like or a comment or a tweet or a follow or all of the above. And tell us what you like. And if you watch this movie. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and again, for all of us here, I am Cameron. I'm Allie. And I'm Robbie. And we have had a lot of fun going over this with you guys. Uh, definitely watch it. If you do, let us know what you think. I'd be really curious to know what other people think about yes. this. Uh, we'll make sure to put up the poster on the Facebook page as well uh, with this episode so that way you guys know what you're looking for. Uh, so you know what poster you're looking for and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Definitely tune in next episode, and we'll go over some more about this. What a totally normal way to end. <laughs>